0: Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm your host Nada Youssef. Today we're talking about breast cancer survivors and the struggles that may be visible or invisible to the eye, but they are very, very real. Cancer survivors face a variety of challenges after completing initial treatments. These include physical changes, functional changes, and psychosocial concerns. And for today's topic, we have with us psychologist Dr. Kathleen Ashton. Thank you so much for being here today. And if you want to just uh, take a few moments to introduce
1: yourself. Sure. My name is uh, Kathleen Ashton. I'm a psychologist here at the Cleveland Clinic. I've been here for 15 years. I'm a health psychologist, so I help patients with health issues. And for the last two years, I've been with the Cleveland Clinic Breast Center, where I'm privileged to work with... um, breast cancer patients during their treatment and breast cancer survivors, as well as people who just have risk for breast cancer. All right. Awesome. Thank you.
0: And before we begin, please remember this is for informational purposes only, and it's not intended to replace your own physician's advice. So for cancer survivors, there's a sense of relief that they probably feel as their treatment is over, but it's not really over because there's always a confusion of what's next. But some of our viewers or listeners may be thinking and wondering why a cancer survivor would have... Uh, you know, some mental issues
1: after they've defeated cancer. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. It's really one of the points I wanted to share the most today Mm -hmm. is that many patients, when they finish their treatment, is the time that's one of the hardest times for them because at that point it's when they start to worry about the cancer coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, They can often also have a lot of other symptoms even when their treatment is finished. So they may still have fatigue, pain, pain. Um, Sleep problems, emotional issues that come up afterwards, but it's hard for their family and friends to understand why they're not happy, why they're not just relieved the cancer is gone. So it it really is a difficult time um, for patients finishing up treatment. So you mentioned some of the
0: symptoms, and and you said fatigue, sleep issues. Can we go a little bit about these uh,
1: symptoms as well? Sure, sure. So there's a lot of physical symptoms patients may still have after they finish their treatment, Those can include fatigue, pain. They can have cognitive changes, difficulties concentrating and with their memory. Mm -hmm. Um, They can have a lot of insomnia, very common to develop during cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. And then there can be emotional symptoms as well. Mm -hmm. So anxiety, depressed mood, irritability, um, difficulty with functioning at work and home. All of these things can happen.
0: Now, are these, just to clarify, these symptoms are happening during treatment or is this all after treatment as well?
1: They may start during treatment and then continue continue. after the treatment finishes.
0: So what would you um, recommend for symptom management tips for these patients?
1: So a few things to think about. Um, So for fatigue, for example, um, if you've developed fatigue or pain issues during your cancer treatment, um, oftentimes you start to withdraw from activity. Mm. Um, So you may um, feel really tired, low energy, and you may not feel like you can do any activity And then um, you may be down for a day or two, and then you feel guilty. And when you're feeling better, what tends to happen is patients really overdo it. So then they try to pack all their activity into one day, which is exhausting. So it becomes a cycle. So Mm -hmm. um, one of the skills we teach patients is how to pace themselves, how to plan um, a reasonable amount of activity for them at, at the point they're at now in their sure. recovery. Sure. And then um, also to plan pleasurable things to help get their mood up and, and then also plan for rest, which sure. is normal.
0: Right, right. Okay, and then I'm sure this is uh, an emotional ride for, for the patient, going from being diagnosed to can- from cancer to getting treatment and being a survivor. How does a patient cope with these concerns and challenges?
1: Mm, it can be really difficult to cope. So... Um, Probably the first thing that happens to patients when they finish their treatment is they start to fear the cancer coming back. Sure. So we call this fear of recurrence. it's very, very common among breast cancer patients. So up to 70% of patients may have this really strong fear that the cancer is going to return. Right. Um, you know, they can really remind themselves of all the things they've done. So all the treatments they've completed, whether it's surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, the medications they might still be taking to help. Right. Um, prevent the cancer from coming back, but even knowing that there 's that small percentage can keep that fear there so um, it 's really important to share that with mm-hmm. other people to talk about it to not avoid that fear um, so talking to your family about it can help talking yeah. to someone like me can help sure. um, and um, really thinking about how that they would cope with it if it did come back, even if there 's a small chance. Um, Many times that fear is something that needs to be faced.
0: Absolutely. Now, that was one of my questions, so I'm going to ask it now. How do, pa- how do you uh, recommend patients communicate this invisible anxiety that they may have with friends and family? Mm-hmm. Um, is this something that you would think, like, to do in counseling, to do in just, like, a big group, one-on-one? Depends on the patient.
1: It, it really depends, but certainly it's something you can do with the people that you're close with mm-hmm. as well. Just sit down and let them know how you're feeling. You know, we, we talk about using words to name your emotions, you know, mm-hmm. really asking your family to listen okay. and not try to fix it because sure. um, that's the tendency is to want to make you feel better. Right. Um, but sometimes people just really need to be heard. Um, so um, if they can name those emotions, share what their fears are and their family can listen to those and. Um, just be there for them sometime. That's, that's really effective in helping. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's very helpful.
1: Now, um, is there something
0: like meditation or any kind of mindfulness that you recommend to to these Mm -hmm. patients?
1: Yeah. So I train a lot of patients in different relaxation techniques. Mm -hmm. So, um, we train them in things like deep breathing, progressive muscle relaxation, um, guided imagery. Um, actually those can be accessed on our website, um, by, okay. by any patient it's just clevelandclinic.org backslash breast cancer relaxation
0: oh, breast cancer relaxation
1: perfect yes. all right um eating
0: habits exercise all that is in there as well
1: um there's a little bit about that as oh. well but um certainly for survivors um uh, we know that uh, exercise and keeping your weight normal can really help reduce your risk of recurrence, so that 's something sure. in our control that um, that we can add to our daily lifestyle. Right. Um, the recommendations are really high, so yeah, um, <laughs> yeah there are you know one hundred and fifty minutes of oh, exercise wow. a week and two two units of weight training um, yeah. so for many survivors, that sounds pretty overwhelming, sure. um, so we really encourage them to make smart goals. Um, Those are goals that are specific, measurable, um, achievable, realistic, and time-oriented. So if you're not exercising at all now, you might say, okay, I want to exercise for 10 minutes three times next week and just start um, achieving those goals so you can build your confidence to work up to that 150 minutes.
0: Right, right. And one of the uh, symptoms that you've mentioned, fatigue, I can imagine diet can help somewhat with that?
1: Sure. I mean, you need energy to yeah. to be able to do activity. Mm-hmm. So you know, definitely eating regular meals is recommended. Um, you know, there's there's different dietary recommendations in terms of you know eating whole grains, eating fruits and vegetables, um, limiting red meat, those types of things. Sure. But it's it's basically you know eating a well balanced diet. Right. And, and eating regularly through the day.
0: Great. And then now I want to ask you with patients that have a history of anxiety or depression. Not everybody wants to share it. Not everybody mm-hmm. wants to talk about it, especially if it's depression and, you know, a little bit of self-denial that you don't want to talk about it again or whatever it is. Yeah. How can you tell if someone is being withdrawal or how, how could you tell that someone is acting different after mm. treatment? I'm sure people change after mm-hmm. a cancer mm-hmm. diagnosis. How do you tell when it's normal? It's just normal. She just went through a hard time yeah. versus like, we should reach out for help.
1: Yeah. So, um, often with anxiety disorders, there's withdrawal, mm. um, and avoidance of, of whatever the feared thing is. So with breast cancer, um, as a survivor, you might see your loved one withdrawing from talking about it. They don't, they don't want to talk about it. They avoid it. They don't want to maybe, um, you know, be seen without their clothes, you know, because of their reconstruction or, the, um, um, their breast cancer surgery. So avoidance is, is one of those signs that you'd be looking for. Um, you know, I think in terms of when, you know, as a family member that there's an issue, it's really looking at, Are they changed in a way where they're not functioning well, Mm -hmm. you know, where Mm -hmm. they're not going to work, um, where they're not able to go to family functions and enjoy themselves? um, Those would be some signs to look for. Um, You know, I think it's important to point out that um, cancer patients and cancer survivors are at a higher risk for suicide. Um, So um, looking for those kinds of warning signs as well can be important. But. You know, one of the most important things is to recognize that breast cancer can be traumatic for patients. Um, So some patients with breast cancer develop actually post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, So just like someone going through another type of trauma, um, they may develop this intense fear of the breast cancer returning or um, intense fears about the treatments that they've been through. So in those situations, you know, they're often really irritable. Um, They may withdraw socially, again, like we talked about. They may have a lot of sleep problems, nightmares, flashbacks. Um, And again, they may show a lot of avoidance behavior or um, a lot of anxiety when triggers come out. So. As much as it's wonderful, Breast Cancer Awareness Month and raising awareness for women to get mammograms and to talk about breast cancer, it's actually a really difficult month for a lot of survivors because there's so many stories about breast cancer that they're seeing that it triggers some of this PTSD reaction.
0: Wow. Wow. That's very, that's very good to know. I want to kind of go back to one of the questions that we... Um actually just had, but um, we were having some difficulty with audio. So I'm going to ask you that question again. Sorry okay. to repeat myself, but um, I wanted to ask when to reach for help um, just to make sure all of our audience heard that. Um, when is it time to reach for help?
1: Okay. So some of the signs you might want to look for if you are not enjoying things that you normally enjoy, you're withdrawing from activities, um, you're having sleep problems, changes in appetite, Mm -hmm. um, crying frequently, certainly any thoughts about hurting yourself. um, Or um, sometimes this comes out in breast cancer survivors as just preoccupation with death, just thinking it might be easier if I wasn't here. Um, you know those are warning signs that you would really want to talk to a mental health professional, sure
0: now, um, I know you mentioned uh, physical changes that 's something that i 'm sure is a bit I mean, whether it 's hair or chest, or whatever it is yeah is that would you say it 's the same kind of help psychologically? you need to see counselors to see yeah. someone, anything else to do
1: body image and sexual health are yes. two of the biggest issues for okay. survivors so It's not unusual for people to really struggle with um, their um, changes after surgery, um, changes after treatment. So that could be breast reconstruction or or not having reconstruction, Mm. having that loss of of the breast. Um, It could be hair loss. It could be weight gain. These are all really common Mm. body image issues for people after surgery. And then your sexual health can really change as well. So um, some of the medications that um, patients might take after um, their breast cancer treatment to help uh, reduce their risk of recurrence can cause some sexual side effects. So um, so it oftentimes, you know, there's some work to do there in yeah. terms of building the relationship back up and, and finding some ways to deal with those side effects. And
0: how do you recommend, after going through breast cancer treatment and surviving, how to go back to romance, whether you already had someone that you were intimate with or <laughs> new to the dating scene. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you, uh, what, or what do you recommend for people like little baby steps, what to do?
1: Yeah. Well, I always want to remind people that, um, especially for women, the most important sexual organ is the brain. Yes. So, <laughs> so a lot of it is about communication and talking about it. And, um, And also, you know, having romantic time together. Um, So it doesn't have to all be about intercourse. It can be just physical contact, enjoying each other, spending time together. And um, when you're just finished um, breast cancer treatment, a lot of that time has all been around medical issues, right? There might Mm -hmm. not be a lot of time for that kind of intimacy. So it's just kind of getting used to having time that isn't medically oriented is a big first step. Sure, sure.
0: Okay, I have uh, some questions that came in. I have Donna. Mm -hmm. Um, What are the things I can do as a friend to help
1: someone uh, through their breast cancer journey? That's a great question. So um, one of the best things you can do, Donna, is really to um, not just ask people what you can do, but just show up and do it. Um, so when, um, when patients come to me and they're newly diagnosed, you know, they really love when someone just shows up with a meal or says, I'm going to pick your son up from soccer practice every day for the next month for you. So that's not something you have to worry about anymore. So when you tell people, what can I do? They're so overwhelmed with their own treatment that they can't really think of of what they need right in that moment. And it becomes almost a burden to them. So um, just thinking about, you know, what, what are those different things that they need? You know, could you go clean their house um, one Saturday? That, that could be a huge blessing for them. Um, so those are just a few ideas.
0: And then I have uh, jean Um I just finished chemo, and is it RAD, R-A-D.
1: And radiation. Radiation. Uh-huh. And how do
0: I know if it's gone? Should I get another mammogram? I know you're a psychologist, but you know if this, if this doesn't apply, we can move on. But what yeah. do you say to that?
1: So one of the things as you finish up treatment that's really important is to have a survivorship visit. So um, this is probably going to be with your medical oncologist, the one who is managing the, um, the chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And at that survivorship visit, they're going to go through and list all the treatments that you've done they're going to list all the scans that you're going to need and the timetable for that. They're going to list all your follow-up of visits that you're going to need in the next year and, and kind of a plan for the next five years for you. And then they're going to also talk to you about some of those lifestyle changes and concerns that we talked about before in terms of diet, exercise, sleep, managing your stress. So all the things you need to know, and they're going to give it to you in a nice written plan. Um, and that is so helpful for patients because – you know, because they are kind of left with this. I finished everything. What do I do now? yeah um yeah, you know, I've been going to the doctor every day for for months. you know what what's my next step? So this plan will give you your next step
0: cool, and it's called survivorship a survive,
1: visit? a survivorship visit and plan and plan oh, mm-hmm. that's excellent now
0: I know we were talking about survivorship, but just in case someone's still going through treatments mm-hmm. or anything like that, are there any tips or anything that you would like to say? To the patient or their loved one or their family that maybe are watching um, regarding their treatments that they're going through or someone that's <laughs> like we've been talking that's already had their treatment.
1: Yeah. Is Probably one of the best pieces of advice I give to patients is just to take everything one step at a time. When you're going through breast cancer treatment, a lot of times you're thinking about, okay, first I have surgery and then I have chemotherapy and then I have radiation and then I have to take this medication. It becomes really overwhelming so if you can kind of back it up and think about what's, what's the step that I need to do today? What do I need to do today? So, you know, even with surgery, you know, a lot of times I tell patients, um, you know, you've just had surgery. What's your, what's your job? Is it, to, is it to worry about your biopsy results? Is it, nope, it's to heal. You know, that's, that's all you have to do today. Yeah. Um, so just one step at a time is, is usually really helpful.
0: Great. All right. Well, uh, we're running out of time. Is there anything else that you would like to touch on? If we have not, I know we've talked about quite a bit.
1: Um, You know, I just want to thank you for having me today. Um, I enjoy the work that I do so much. My patients really inspire me. Um, So if you're a breast cancer patient or a survivor and you're out there and you're feeling like I'm the only one who worries about this or (laughs) has these feelings, I just want to let you know that you're not alone and I hope you reach out for some help.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. And for more information, please visit clevelandclinic.org slash breastcancer. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you again next time. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.